you get your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and then, the, then we'll be in John 15 later on. So, uh, we're going to be talking to you this morning about growing pains, and no, thank goodness, it's not that sitcom of the, uh, was that in the 80s? Man, it seems like it was a lot older than that. But uh, I'm not even going to talk about that sitcom. But growing pains, and, and I do want you to know, you know, last week we started a series on growing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. So I want to go ahead and, and read Galatians 5, and 23 before I get too far along. And this talks about, tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it says, against such things there is no law. So the fruit of the Spirit are, are good things. You know, there, there are probably things that each and every one of us would, would want. You know, we would desire those things, right? But, you know, I asked last week, well, why, you know, if these things are all so good and, and, and these can even be a, a sign of happiness in a life, right? These, these gifts can be a, a sign of contentment, right? So if that's the case, what, why do we not pursue the fruit of the Spirit more than what we do? Why do we pursue other things that will make very little difference in our life and bring very little joy and peace to our life, but the most important things that will really bring contentment and joy and satisfaction and love to our life, why we kind of put that on the back burner. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about the next few weeks. Growing pains, you know, before I get started on growing pains, I want to remind you of two things I mentioned last week. And these are two hindrances that most individuals, most Christians uh, encounter when they first get saved. One or the other. They start to, you know, when we first get saved, everything is so easy. You know, we, we receive Christ and ask him to come into our heart and, and he moves because of our faith in him. And everything is so easy. You know, we just go to church and everything is joyous. We pray and God answers. And, and every time we lift up a song to the Lord, his presence rushes in. But you know what? Don't stay like that forever. In fact, it's kind of like we're little children. As they grow up, you know, as time goes on, we expect more out of them, right? You don't care to change the diaper on a on a six-month-old, but on a six-year-old, it gets really old, I'm sure, right? So the older and the more mature we get spiritually in the things of God, God expects more of us. He expects us to grow in these things. He expects us to grow in our faith. Now, I'll just tell you about myself. So, so see, if I'm still struggling with the thing, same things uh, that I was struggling with five years ago. See, that is a problem not on God's part. That's a problem on my part. Because God wants us to come closer to Him and grow closer to Him on a regular basis. Not, not, not in mighty leaps and bounds. Not like that, but no, I always like Tim Conway. You know? I know, you young kids. That's right, I'm over here. This is the older section, the younger section. You guys know who Tim Conway is? I bet Richie Hayes does. 
I bet Richie does. But Tim Conway, Carol Burnett, this is how he walked. And I, I really think that's a great example of how we should grow closer to the Lord. Not in leaps and bounds, but just a little bit closer each and every day. And things will change. But see, God expects us more out of us as we get more mature, as we get closer to him. So there's two mindsets that mess, up, mess us up when it comes to growing the fruit of the Spirit and growing closer to God. And the, the first one I want to tell you about is that we have to do it all alone. Well, let me tell you right now, you cannot do it all alone. And I, I use the example of the farmer. The farmer can't grow a crop all by himself. He can go out there and he can prepare the land. He can till it up and get rid of all the weeds. He can put the seed out there and he can do everything right. But unless God brings some rain and unless God brings some sunshine, that farmer's not going to grow nothing. And it's the same way with us spiritually. We can do everything right. But if we are not listening to the, to the voice of the Holy Ghost, if we are not in tune with God, we're not going to produce anything in our life. You guys aren't listening today. Is, my, is that on, Jay? Is it on? You might want to turn her up to about 10. No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. But see, we can't produce these things on our own. Just like a farmer cannot produce a crop on his own. We, we try to be, have love in our heart, but you know what? The Bible says that God is love. It's not just automatically in there. He's love. We get it from him. And if we're not open and receive from him, we're not going to be very loving. The same way with, with joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, those all come from him. Thank you, Lord, for that. Now, this is something I want you to remember. The same power that washed your sins away is here inside of you, ready to help you grow in the fruit of the Spirit. The same power that delivered you from addiction of anything in the world it could possibly be, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, lust, or gambling, anything else, the same power that delivered you is the same power that's inside of you to help you grow in the fruit of the Spirit. You, you know, you might be, you know, I've heard people say, well, I'm just not all, I'm just not all fuzzy and I don't like to hug. And I'm really not that much of a loving person. Well, you need to get closer to God. Because God is. I, you know what? I know you just won't believe this. <laughs> you might, but I doubt it. I used to be a not very loving person. I know. I know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. I know. But I'll tell you what. Before I got saved, I had a tongue that could cut you up one side and down the other. I could dismantle you and you didn't know what was going on. And a lot of you are the same way. But because of the love of God entered inside of us and we allowed ourselves to grow in him, God changes us. And the fruit of the Spirit comes out. And that's when God gets the glory. So that's one, that's one of the problems. We cannot grow the fruit of the Spirit on our own. We can't do it. Now the other idea, the mistake that's not biblical, that it's all up to God. You know, and I've heard, I know you have too. 
You know, well, if God wants me to have it, well, he'll give it to me. No, no, no. That is not right. God wants many things to end your life that you're not walking in right now. God has things that he wants me to walk in that I'm not walking in right now. So just because God wants something manifested in your life does not mean it'll happen automatically. Remember I talked about maturing? And it was so easy when we first got saved. Everything was so easy. You know, because God was treating us like a baby that we was. He was treating us, you know. Okay, you know, we'd get a little, we'd get a little food run down our mouth so God would wipe the food off our mouth. Right? Well, after we get so old, God says, wipe your mouth. <laughs> you're big enough. You're old enough to know better to wipe that off the side of your mouth. Right? <clears throat> Well, it's no different spiritually. There comes a time in, in, your, in your life as you grow closer to the Lord, God expects more out of you. Don't expect God to always treat us like, like we're a little baby like we was when we first saved. So, so the mindset that, well, if God wants me to have it, it will happen, that is completely wrong. You see, I think this is true in every area. Every area of the things with God, I think that's what messes up so many believers. I think there is always a God side and a man side. God does the heavy lifting, and we do the obeying, the, the abiding, and the following, right? And if we will do that, that makes for a powerful combination. That makes for a combination that God can manifest these things in your life, and he can manifest them in your children's life, and he can also manifest them in a church. Amen. So God will do his part. The question is, will we do our part? Will we, you know, will we put up with the growing pains? You know, in the, in the natural, you know, I didn't check. I didn't call Dr. Dr. Moat. I didn't, didn't find out if growing pains was really a, a physical symptom or not. But you have all heard about it. You know, a, a young person, they, they grow real fast over one summer and they have aches in their bones and stuff. And, and everybody said, oh, they're just having growing pains. Well, my knees are aching, my legs are, you know, well, they're just growing pains. Well, see, the same thing happens to us spiritually. And the thing about growing pains is sometimes they're not real comfortable. But they're essential. It's so important that we don't yield to the growing pains. What, 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 if, what if a young person that was growing, they had these growing pains, what if they said, Doc, give me a shot, I'm tall enough. And they didn't want to grow anymore. Now, what would happen there? Well, that's kind of silly, isn't it? But you know what? Spiritually, I think many believers do that all the time. They, they grow a little bit and things get a little bit tough and they just put a stake in the ground. This is far as I'm going, Lord. Anything else you want to bring me, you're going to have to bring here because I'm not getting any closer to you. Isn't that crazy? It is. Considering what he wants for us is, lo is love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, uh, loving kindness, joy, all of those things. That's what he wants for us. And he's got them waiting right here by him. He said, come on over. Follow me. Follow me. Come on. I'll fill you up. I'll strengthen you. You know, a great example. So growing pains, growing, maturing in the things of God. You know, a great example of this is Abraham. In the, in the scriptures, we see in, in Genesis 12 where God told Abraham to go to a land that he had never seen before. <clears throat> And this was no easy task. 
Abraham was a wealthy man. He had, he had hundreds of servants and livestock and everything. So he didn't just get a backpack and take off. It was a, it was a big deal. But you know what? God told him to go and he went. He didn't even know where he was going, but he went. That's a word for somebody this morning. Where's God telling you to go? You know what? Don't matter where the final destination is. What matters is what's the next step. It don't matter if you're going to end up St. Louis, Mount Vernon, no matter where it is. The, the, what you need to know, okay, Lord, what direction is my first step? That's all you need to know. This way? Nope. Oh, that's the wrong way, Lord. Okay, what about this way? And if we'll stay, keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. If we'll keep it simple, I'm not calling you guys stupid. But a lot of you guys know what that means. But if, if we'll keep it simple, we'll end up where God wants us to be. How many of you can say amen to that? Amen. So Abraham, God started with him in Genesis 12. And he told Abraham to go move all of your stuff and go to a place that I'll show you when you get there. Now, wouldn't you like to, te- won't you tell your wife that sometime? <laughs> Say, honey, I've sold her house and I bought another house. And she says, where? Well, I'll, don't worry about it. Just trust my judgment on this. <laughs> yeah, that'd go over good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just trust my judgment on this. You'll find out when we pull in the driveway. How far would that go? I'm sure Abraham had struggles too, huh? What do you think all of his servants said? Oh, you can imagine what all of his servants said. All right, so that's what, that's what he done. That's what God led him to do in Genesis 12 is to just go. Well, in Genesis 14, he was paying his tithes to Melchizedek. All right? So step one, he went. The next, next step was obey. And then finally, we've seen in Genesis 22 where God asked him to sacrifice his only son that he had prayed for like 20 years for. And yet God asked him to sacrifice his son? Are you kidding me? But see, God didn't ask him to do that first. He asked him to do that after. He's seen after he took one step. And okay, all right, good, Abraham. You done good. You done good there. Okay, now take, follow me one more time. Okay, yeah, good job, Abraham. Good job, Abraham. Okay, one more time. Okay, good job, Abraham. Good job, good job. Well, see, that's the way it is when we grow the fruit of the Spirit. It's not in leaps and bounds. And, you know, I tell you, uh, I, I've, I've used this example quite a bit here lately. But it's just like walking in, walking in love and being kind to your neighbor and all of those things. It's not one great monumental decision. It's a hundred small decisions every day. It's a hundred small decisions every day. And if we will make those hundred small decisions every day, we will end up where God wants us to be. Amen. It's true. So here, so see, see finally in Genesis 22, we see that, that God had so much confidence and trust in Abraham that he asked him to take his only son and go up on a mountain and bind his hands and his feet and lay him on a rock. And he, and he trusted Abraham so much that he told Abraham to, to, slay, to sacrifice his son. And God trusted Abraham. But how many of you know that Abraham trusted God too? Right? 
And as Abraham pulled up his knife and was obeying God, God said, hold it, oh, oh, stop right there. And then God said, now I know. Now I know that you will follow me. Now I know that you hear my voice. Now I know that I'm number one in your life. Let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me mention this on Abraham. Most of you know that Abraham is, went on to be the father of many nations. The scripture says that, you know, his, his children would be like the stars of the sky or the sand of the, of the sea. That would have never happened if Abraham hadn't have took all of these small steps. All of these small steps. And here's my point. If you want to get to where God's leading you, don't worry about the big, big leaps and bounds. Focus on the small steps. Where does he want you at tomorrow? Where does he want you at tonight? Where, what decisions? How does he want you to treat your wife this afternoon? What does he want you doing the next few days? Small steps. Small steps. John 15, 4. We got that scripture for you. John 15, 4. And it says right there, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Now here, now this brings me back to my first point. See, most of the time what we try to do, we try to do it ourselves, Right? White knuckle it. I mean, that's what we try to do. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a common common term, you know, white knucklet, fake it till you make it. Well, that might be okay in some things, but when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, you don't have to do that. When it comes to producing the things of God in your life, you don't have to white knuckle it. What we have to do is abide, which means to follow, to obey. You see, and if we will just do that, that's our part. And if we will do that, God will produce. You see, it's the fruit of the Spirit, right? That's what the Bible called it. It says the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Rob. It's not the fruit of Chris. Or it's not the fruit of anybody else. Right? So you cannot produce it on your own. It's only him. It's only through him. Okay, look at this here. Okay, this is a green, green tree, right? You would think this is capable of producing fruit, Right? Well, because, you know, it's in soil, so it's connected. Okay, well, what about this? What, what about this? There. All right, now look. Now, here, now this is important. I know you think I'm goofing off, and I am, but, but this is still important. All right, you see this? It's still green, right? But that's still green. That can resemble a Christian, right? It's still green. But what are the odds of it producing fruit? Separated from the vine. Still green. This is green. This is green. This is green. Why can't this produce fruit? Because it's not connected to the vine. And yet every Every day of the week, us believers, we try. Hey, the reason I'm telling you all this stuff, because I tried to produce it on my own, and it does not work. 
But we try to. Believers all around trying to produce on their own. And let me tell you what this, what this, if we try to produce fruit separate from the vine, discouragement, defeat, I can't do it. I've, I've had numerous people tell me, oh, I, I, I just can't live like that. I've tried. I just can't. No, they can't because they're not hooked up to the vine. But if you get hooked up to the vine, you can do, any, you can get, do anything that God leads you to do if you stay hooked up to the vine. Well, about this one over here, it's green. Boy, that looks like that could put on some nice fruit. No, that, that, would, that would make some really nice fruit. Oh, no, no, it wouldn't either because it's not connected to the vine. But it's green. Looks like a duck. Talks like a duck. But it's not a duck. Right? Amen. 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 Praise team if you'll come, please. I want to share another scripture with you. John 15.10. John 15.10, it says, If you abide in my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, I want you to notice this. It says, if you will keep my commandments, notice this. This is the key to producing what you want in your life. This is it. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, Jesus says. When Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, and we follow him, we are abiding, we are obeying him, we're following him. When Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, and we do that, that's abiding. When the scripture tells us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves, that, that's abiding. When we teach our children the, the principles, the biblical principles of God, that's, a, that's abiding. What it is when we digest and focus on the things of God, that is abiding. Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word is alive and active. The Word of God is alive and active. That's why we grow things. Because when we put the Word inside of us and those spiritual truths inside of us, it, it grows. And all we have to do is just be the soil. Put seed inside of me, Lord. What do you want to grow out of me, Lord? Where do you want me to go, Lord? What do you want me to do? Put seeds of love in me and seeds of compassion. Romans 12, 2, a classic scripture, one of my favorites. It says, the word of God... <clears throat> transforms us it changes I'll tell you what it does right here's what the word of God does no fruit no fruit never going to be no fruit well here's what the word of God does it brings it over here and puts it in puts us back hooked up to the vine now all of a sudden that lonely unconnected disconnected tree 
that would never produce any fruit of any good. Now all of a sudden, I'm hooked into the vine. Now all of a sudden, oh, oh, my load just got so much lighter. I'm not trying to do all this stuff on my own. I'm not trying to drag all this stuff. I'm not trying to put on a smiley face for everybody and trying to be, yeah, just so, so, so this. No. If we stay hooked up to the vine, man, it, if we stay hooked up to the vine and do what God says, it will come out of you. And people will wonder, what happened to them? Man, what happened to their filthy mouth? Why don't they don't talk like that? What, man, they used to be the best dirty joke teller I ever heard. What happened to them? Why don't they tell the dirty jokes anymore? That's right. That's right. Well, here's the thing. Jesus is the vine. And it starts with Jesus. That's how you get connected to the vine. Stand with me, please, as we pray and go to the Lord. You know, some of you are probably asking, well, what's the big deal with the Holy Spirit? And what's the big deal? You know, Holy Spirit, no Holy Spirit. I'm getting by just fine the way I am. John 15, 11, it says that these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you. How many of you want joy in your life? You know, I really think that joy is the key to everything. Joy. It says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you. Now notice this. And that your joy may be made full. You want to know what God wants to do in your life? He wants your joy to be full. Overflowing. That's why Nehemiah 8 says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's why God wants us to have that joy inside of us so we'll be strong. Strong warriors for Him. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.